Good morning. Welcome to Building Beast Brands, the authentic Rob G podcast. I am Rob G. Today is Wednesday, February 6th, 2019. A little chilly day, but a nice day. Got 31 degrees on the thermometer, and I'm on my way into the box this morning. And um, I recently posted a picture of the box on my Instagram page. Um, I don't know why. I got there and I looked at it and I just kind of shook my head a little bit because there's this part of me that's still a little incredulous that I'm still walking into this thing. And, um, you know, if you don't know my story, I have a nine to five job. I go to an office every day. I've dubbed the box and I build a company alongside that, a branding company, uh, GenoveseWeb.com, where we build beast brands. And um, that day I was going in, I I guess I thought by this time I would hopefully not have to go there anymore, that um, I would have built my company to a place where I could leave it. And that that would be a little aggressive because that's sooner than I would thought. It was more like I just hoped I would have gained more traction and consistency with the business where I could go full-time in it. So, you know, I'm splitting my time working that 9 to 5. Then all other times outside of that, I'm building my company. So it's not a part-time endeavor. It's a full-time effort. uh, And I'm running it as best I can with a full-time effort uh, as if I was there during the day. So it's, it's at night. It's on lunch hours. It's in the morning. It's on the weekends. Every other time. So I posted that picture of the box, and people are probably like, what the heck is he posting a picture of this building for? But unless you, I don't know how many people who follow my Instagram feed actually listen to the podcast, but if they do, they would know right away, oh my gosh, that's the place this guy goes to. It looks like the place I go to. And you know, it's no real put down on jobs. Now, let me get this straight. I do like the company I work for. Um, we actually work at the client site, so that is the client's building. And um, good, good company, good job. I know that they pay me decently for what I do, and it's um, they do a lot of creative stuff. I'm not in the creative aspect of it, but uh, they do a lot of creative stuff, so it's good. It's just you know my dream, this passion that I have. And I don't know if you're like me, where you just have this budding entrepreneur inside you that just really wants something more out of life than to just report to an office and that's good for some people it's not good for everybody Uh, I've done it most of my life but the thing that I wanted most and the reason I do this is because there's two things that I wanted that only a business could give me and that is flexibility of time and the ability to command my own rate you know you can't do that in a job you can ask for a raise but you usually don't get it and if you do get it, it's a meager amount, and it rarely keeps up with inflation anyway. So you get these little meager things. They give you just enough to make you hold on and hope that there's going to be a payday sometime in the future. So jobs are a great short-term financial plan for a lot of people, but they are not a great long-term financial plan because eventually you lose out. Taxes eats it up. You don't really advance. You don't really have any control. And you know. Honestly, it's fine if you just want to, you know, collect a paycheck 
there's a certain amount of stability in that, I suppose. Not much security. But at least as long as you're employed, you're getting a paycheck, I hope. But a lot of people, that's fine. They just want to pay the bills. They want to go home. They want to watch a movie. They want to take a vacation once a year. That's it. That's that's what they want their life to be, and that's cool. I'm not putting that down. I did it for a long time. I just don't want it anymore. So I started my company with that in mind, that I wanted the flexibility of time. And you need to be able to make enough money and structure your business such that it will give you that flexibility of time and you will be able to make more money than you need to in order to fulfill the goals that you have. So, you know, we're looking to do more traveling. We're looking to do more for our kids as they grow up and then eventually for our grandkids um, and all the good stuff that money buys. Money is not, money is not the, the goal in and of itself. It's just the happiness that it can help bring us. I'm happy right now. I'm pumped right now. I'm pumped. But I do know that money will just take the stress off a little bit of some of the other things in life. So be happy with what you got and where you're going. But know that money's not going to solve all your problems. So anyway, by the way, actually, I mentioned Instagram. Um, Catch me across the web on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. Over on YouTube, my channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y with Rob G. And I talk about business ownership, productivity, and branding over there. So today on the podcast, uh, what I want to talk about, um, you know, I I read this quote. And I love the quote so much that I, I searched out the interview. It was with Magic Johnson. I don't know when he did it. Um, it. It didn't seem to be a really huge interview. Uh, although it was video, it just didn't look like it was anything that really popular. So I checked it out real quick, and one thing he said on there, I don't, I don't think it really, I don't want to say it perplexed me as much as I just never really heard anybody say this before, in terms of branding. You know, in in the world of branding, and companies that have a good brand and understand their brand, they just talk about their brand and. You amplify it appropriately. They know who their audience is. They know who they're talking to. They know who they resonate with. And they know when they're about to do something that might splinter that audience. They might say something a little bit controversial or values-based that doesn't hit home with everybody um, in their ideal audience So, in order to capture a, another audience or a, certain, or a segment of another audience. But what Magic said was, you know, Magic Johnson, famed basketball player, turned entrepreneur, owns many businesses, very successful post-sports career, which I love to see because a lot of these guys, they hang their hat on the fact that they're going to make a bazillion dollars playing sports. And even if they do, um, you know, I mean, what is the lifespan of any given sports figure? You know, think about that for a second. How many years can you play pro football before your career is done? I mean, I mean, you look at Tom Brady in the recent Super Bowl. I, I'm not a big sports fan, so disclaimer there. I, so I don't know a lot about these guys, but I do know that this guy's, what, 40-ish, somewhere around there, and he's still playing, and he's one of the winningest quarterbacks ever. Six Super Bowls, right? Is that, is that the team Super Bowl? Is that his? Not sure, but I think he's got the six rings. 
So his is long. But the average guy, I read this somewhere, is four years. Four, the average is four years. Obviously, some people fall above and below that. But if the average pro football contract is four years, and you come right out of college at 22, that means at 26, you're done. <laughs> you're washed up for football. So what do you got going after that? The average man living somewhere around 81 years of age, 79 to 81 years of age. That's a long time. That's a long time to rest on whatever income you made from pro football, even though it might be millions of dollars. You know, um, you got to do something to, to bridge that gap. So here's Magic Johnson, who knew that and studied business, I believe, while he was still playing basketball. And uh, did well and does well. And he's got a great brand. You know, he he knew what he was doing right from the beginning. You know, he has nickname Magic Johnson. And his real name is Irvin. But his nickname is Magic. And people know him as Magic. And he's built that brand after football. Uh, sorry, after basketball. And um, made himself into quite the businessman. So he was sitting there having this interview talking about his business and... Uh, what he's done, and he he guided the conversation towards his brand, and he said, he, you know, at this time, his brand is very strong. And he said this one key thing, which got me to thinking. He said, the one thing that keeps me up at night, the one thing that I'm constantly striving to do is protecting the brand. Protecting the brand. You know, we always hear and talk about building the brand, you know, discovering the brand inside you, building that up, evolving it, and then amplifying it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm looking back over my talks and I'm thinking, you know, you know, when I teach clients to do this, when I'm teaching people to do this, you know, it doesn't end once you establish that brand and amplify it. It, it doesn't end there. And I, I know it never did, just never really talked about it. So establishing and amplifying it and then living it, yeah, but protecting it. So I had to give some thought to that, and I thought, he's absolutely right. The whole thing is when you establish a brand, you take a good brand, for instance, a good brand, uh, of course, uh, forgive me for using this overused word, but authentic, a genuine, real, uh, you know, it's not uh, fabricated. It's a real thing. It's a real brand, true to... Um, usually the founder of the company, but the people who are running the company for sure. And they're living that on a daily basis. And so once you've established that, you know who your ideal audience is and you're speaking to them and there's a relationship, there's a rapport, there's, there's a community and a buzz surrounding your brand with that ideal audience. You know, you could say something, say on, on, in, in an interview, that would tarnish the brand. We've heard that before. You could say something that would alienate your audience in a big way. And sometimes it's a, a values-based statement that goes against what you've already established that your brand stands for. And you do that and you tarnish the brand's reputation. And all of a sudden, the people who are, who are raving fans, they're going, what the heck? What did that guy just say? Oh my gosh. And you can bruise it severely. You can damage a brand just by saying the wrong thing. 
And that, that that's an extreme case where it can happen in seconds. You know, you can um, you can dilute a brand. That's been done before, where you know your brand's well established, and you start changing uh, who you're talking to. You start not talking to your ideal audience, but you start saying things that they don't talk about or that they don't necessarily um, agree with. And when it, this is not a values-based thing. This is more uh, a cultural thing that doesn't relate to that ideal audience in your current your set of raving fans. And uh, people get confused. They go, no, this is really, they'll say this is off-brand. This isn't really on-brand. This, this doesn't make sense. And the confusion um, at a much more subtle level is uh, will damage a brand because confused people don't buy. You know this. Anybody who's confused, go confusion causes paralysis. That's that's the principle at hand there. When people are confused, they do nothing until they can figure out what the heck is going on in their you know in their brain. They've got to figure out what's going on. And here's the thing: if they don't, I mean, say it's just for a mere purchase decision, and there are other options, and it's not a clear cut decision well confusion will just cause them to go somewhere else and so even um you know in the worst case paralysis where they don't know what's going on and this happens at a subconscious level sometimes people don't know what's going on and you know the confusion will cause them to just not do something Um, but you know they could also just divert their attention somewhere else that's what we're competing for in this day and age this, uh, this word is, is gaining a lot more traction. I want you to pay attention to this one word. Listen, listen, business owners, entrepreneurs, all you wonderful, gutsy people willing to take risks to build something that most people will tell you can't be done. They don't know why you're doing it. I want you to listen up. This is the buzzword that is gaining traction and you should be... I, should, I, I just almost used it right there, but the word is attention. You should be paying attention to the word attention. And why did I slip that up? Because that is the key word these days. You know, back you know many years ago, the whole concept uh, behind branding was so that you can create awareness of your company with the audience, with the people, the consumers. How do you become known? Because the internet wasn't a thing and social media wasn't a thing. And if you wanted awareness, you had to hire an ad agency, a marketing agency, a PR company. You had to hire these people, these entities, to get the word out. They were the distribution network for buzz and for uh, getting the name out there, getting the deal out there, getting the product out there, getting it known. Is that a problem these days? getting it out there distribution has been put in the hands of the people so now instead of fighting for distribution now you're fighting against everybody else who has the same advantage of distribution that you have and you know that is the power behind this amazing time in the history of the world that we're living in by the way I'm going to say it here I haven't really heard this anywhere else but I believe this 100% I know it to be true Right now, if you are alive in 2019, and I believe you are, 
because you're listening to this, that we live in the greatest time in the history of the world bar none. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why is because of that power. Because for the first time in the history of the world, you as an individual can come up with an idea for a business. You can. Well, in the past, you had to hire somebody to do designs, a designer. You had to hire somebody to write the marketing company. You had the marketing copy. You had to hire somebody to do the advertising, somebody, hire somebody to do the marketing, hire somebody to do the photography, hire somebody to put it on TV, hire somebody to list it in the newspaper, hire somebody to print it in a magazine. You had to hire somebody to do everything. And what do we got these days? You, if you're just starting out, can take an awesome photo with your iPhone. You can learn some basic copywriting skills because there's so much available on the inter- internet to teach you how. You can go right to your social media and you can post an image of your product and talk about it a little bit. You can take that same smartphone and shoot a quick 60 second video and put it on Instagram. You can do all these things because you have the power of the technology to create and the power of the technology to distribute. And that is why this is the greatest time in the history of the world. And so the challenge is, even though you have all those advantages, the biggest disadvantage you have or the biggest obstacle you have to overcome is fighting for that attention. The attention of the people who are quickly scrolling through their feeds Every, every minute of the day, they're not at their jobs, even sometimes when they're at their jobs. They're not going to the bathroom or sleeping. They're scrolling through a feed. So you're, you're fighting for that attention. So that is the buzzword and the, the traction that is coming along with that word. I want you to pay attention to that because that is the thing that you're going to need to contend with and grapple with. So what does this mean? Get back on topic we talk about protecting the brand, you want to be the steward of that brand who takes care of it, nurtures it, and makes sure that it doesn't veer off. You know, it doesn't go off on a tangent. You've got to remember who you're talking to and what you're looking to achieve. So you stay on brand and protect that brand by not doing anything that goes against the brand's values. By not, you know, here's a subtle thing, the design, where Design is getting a lot more respect these days, and design is more important than any any average person believes it is. Um, it's huge because design is behind the uh, the main exposure of your brand. So the visuals, the logo, the integration of photography and typography. And color is design, okay? So anything with those fa- with those elements in it, of course, which is anything you see having to do with the brand, it's, it's at the forefront. All the aesthetics, that's all design. It's by design and it is design. So if you go off design, if you suddenly start using a different set of colors than you normally use, um, you, you can do that in a strategic way, 
and good designers know how to do that if you want to move in a different direction, but you've got to be able to create a consistency that people expect that when they see the set of colors, they immediately think of you largely when it's in tandem with the font and the imagery. So if you make a departure from with design and you start changing the feel of the visuals, you start going off-brand and confusion does set in. So that, that is a way where you protect your brand and you keep consistent with that. You see, the consistency provides a comfort zone for your fans in knowing that you are true. When you are true, they can get behind you. They know what to expect. It is kind of like, um, that's not really a great example, but you know, children crave routines, right? And children crave consistency from their parents. And when the parents are constantly changing the rules and changing the way things are done, kids get confused and they do erratic things. When there is routine and consistency in the household, kids behave very predictably. And so it is with the consumers. When you do things that are very consistent with your brand, they can follow very easily and you want them following you everywhere you go. You create a sense of pride in your customer, in your in your audience, in your consumer, your fans. And those fans, they're giving you something that you really can't buy directly and that is the referral and the endorsement to their tribe. You know, all the people they're talking to and hanging out with online and off when they talk about their favorite brands, I, I do that. I get the whole branding thing, and, and I do that because I'm I'm very proud of the brands that I use that I believe are spot on. There's not many of them, I'll be honest with you. There's not many. I'm not a big, I'm, I'm not, intri- contra- <laughs> seemingly contrary, I don't like repping other people's brands. I've always been that way. I don't wear the logos on my shirt. In fact, I've found shirts and other you know pieces of clothing in stores that I, I really, really liked. And I didn't buy it because they had the big old logo right on the chest. And I just, I don't, I don't know why. There's something about it that I don't like. I feel like I am just, um, I feel like I'm pimping out their clothing in a way. I know that sounds a bit extreme. I feel like I'm being paid to wear the logo and I'm not being paid. I paid money. They should pay me to wear it. And maybe one day they will. <laughs> but I won't be wearing it, I'm going to tell you that. I always vowed that I would, the only brand I would ever rip and I would ever wear is my own, and that's what I do. So my, I have clothing with our, our company's um, you know, our company's logo on it. And uh, with the rebranding last year with uh, uh, UnleashMyBeastBrand.com, you know, I had shirts made up, and, and I wear those at the gym. And, you know, they're, they're great shirts. I love those shirts. But th- I rep my own brands, and so <clears throat> I don't have many brands that I buy from that I really like and we'll talk about there are a few but you know raving fans do that and you know I've got to be moved pretty well to be talking about it so you know what comes along with that is the consistency and so since uh, since I'm in this space since this is what I do you know I've found something I'm good at thank god that's what I do so the brands that I follow they they got to maintain that consistency and for good reason if they were to um, change who they were, then I, I'm no longer with them because they became something else. 
You know, they're not who I thought they were. And then what happens? And, you know, the, the people that I've recommended them to, that I've talked to them about, you know, they're going, what the heck? You know, you recommended these guys and they didn't do for me what they did for you. So they don't use you anymore because there, there's an inconsistency there that creates a pain point for the customer. So protecting that brand is going to be very, very vital. These are just a couple of things, and it's a pretty, it's pretty simple to understand in terms of protecting the brand. It's just hard to do if you're so submerged in the brand. You know, you're so involved in the company that you're losing sight of it. You've got to. This is why living it is so important. And I've talked about this on another podcast. You have to live it. And this is why, if you are the driver of the brand. And it came out of you. It's a, it's a bit easier, but if you had to um, be somewhat trained in order to, um, you know, propel the brand forward, that it wasn't innate inside you, but you're a part of the company that you've gotten behind in order to enforce the brand. You know, you've got to learn to live it on a daily basis, and, and that could be done too. We'll do that in another podcast. But you've got to live it every day, and if you can live it every day, it's a lot easier. To do because it really does become a part of you. So protect that brand. That's what you want to do. Not just build it, not just amplify it, but you got to protect it because it is the thing that does all the heavy lifting for you in terms of sales, in terms of gaining customers, and you want to nurture and care for it so that it pays dividends for you for years and years to come. So that's it. Want to hear what you have to say? Hit me up across the web on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG over on YouTube, my channel Savvy with Rob G. I want you to check those videos. Spike the comments below. Hit that subscribe button. I've got great new content coming up regularly. And I want you to subscribe to this podcast. Um, you know, we've got great new stuff coming up in the future. We're going to be doing interviews. And in fact, I want you to tune in on Friday. I want you to cap- catch the next episode. You're going to like this. We're doing the first ever interview on Building Beast Brands. We are going to do an interview with a friend of mine. Um, You're going to enjoy this guy. Um, His name is Dan Jovanovic, and he is is an incredibly talented individual. He's a a designer. um, He's not not, not only a great graphic designer, um, he does photography. He does character creation. And one of the things you're going to love, you're going to love this. He does incredible voice stylings. I tell you, sometimes I'm talking to him on the phone and he goes into one of his uh, celebrity impersonations. And I'm telling you, I I think I'm talking to that guy. So I want you to tune in. That's going to come out on Friday. So tune into the next episode to catch that interview with Dan Jovanovic, creator extraordinaire. It's going to be a blast. And also, this month in February... Head on over to UnleashMyBeastBrand.com. We're running a promotion for the month of February. This is Love My Business Month. You know, February is all about love. And this is Love Love Your Biz Month. And we're going to run a promotion on a logo, website, brand strategy package. You're going to get over half off. And if you go to UnleashMyBeastBrand.com, I want you to just plug in your email address there. Because what we're going to do, we're going to give you regular, uh, regular brand building updates right to your email. So you can... Uh, each week, you're going to have a nice tidbit. Uh, we're going to give you on how to build your brand, uh, steps you can take, 
secrets that you've never heard before because it's not really talked about out there, you're going to get all these delivered to your email every single week. So head on over to UnleashMyBeastBread.com. If you're looking to have us help you, check out our packages there. You're going to get over half off, but definitely subscribe for that weekly email that will teach you some brand building secrets. So that's it for today. This has been Building Beast Brands, the authentic Rob G podcast. I am Rob G. Thank you for listening and have a great day.